the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's calling, wake up, child. It's your turn to shine. You were born for such a time as this. Such a time as this. When you vote, you better really look at who you vote for. You better really consider. Because we're, we're, voting, we're voting for policy. We're voting for policy, okay, not people. Mickey Mouse can run for office, but if he's going to protect the unborn and he's going to secure the borders, hey, I ran here. He's going to deal. He's going to deal tough. He's going to deal. He's going to. He's going to protect and appoint people in positions of leadership that love God. And he's hey, hey, we're going for policy, folks, not people. Got to wake up. We got to wake up and find out and see where this is all leading. Thank you for joining us here at Westside Christian Fellowship, located in Leona Valley, California, one hour north of Los Angeles. Today on Regaining Lost Ground, we hear the second part of this timely message from Pastor Shane titled, Israel, What's Going On? What Can We Do? With the recent unrest in the Middle East, Satan would try to use this opportunity to sow fear, doubt, confusion, and disillusion into the hearts of believers. How can we tell who is telling the truth? What voices to believe out of the many that seem to reverberate all around us? Pastor Shane confronts this tactic of turmoil from the enemy and makes evidence of how God's living word has stood the test of time throughout the ages. How we may find our sanity through the grip of this chaos if we would surrender all to Jesus and allow His Holy Spirit to reign supreme in us today. You can hear the whole message at Pastor Shane's YouTube and Rumble channels. Make sure to subscribe today. For more information, visit us online at westsidechristianfellowship.org. We also encourage you to hear more truth from Pastor Shane with the Idleman Unplugged weekly podcast. And now, from Westside Christian Fellowship in Leona Valley, California, here's Pastor Shane Idleman. So obedience would put them back in the center of God's will. And that would happen. They would cry out to God for a deliverer. And what would God bring them? A judge. So the book of Judges is about the the children of Israel drifting and then coming back to God, raising up a Samson, raising up a a Barak, raising up, you go down the list, and uh, Samuel, and these different people he would raise up to bring the children of Israel back. But the regathering of Jerusalem, or the regathering of the children of Israel, let's say example in 1948, did you know in 1948, after thousands of years, they became a nation again. 1948, they became a nation again because after the Holocaust, they were recognized as a nation again. And there wasn't anything they did, though, in that case. They weren't worthy of it. It was all by God's mercy because God made promises to David. I'm going to show you that in a little bit. It's almost like everything is fine as long as Israel is defeated. But when Israel starts to regather its strength and, and what the, the, why is it, it's, it's got one of the best, um, 
uh, landscapings in the world as far as growing and the water coming out and the defenses of Israel. And that's why they think many people think they were caught off guard by what happened. I might talk about that in a minute, but I do want to talk about something that's very important. I don't know if I'm going to go through these or read them necessarily, but it is important because it happens in the Christian community. You ever wonder why some people, do you have friends that don't care about this topic at all? You know, I do. And, you know, I, I got it. Some people, you know, we don't, not many of us didn't care too much until this happened recently. Uh, but a lot of people believe and teach, and it really comes from what's known as the Reformed faith uh, or, or the Reformation, Reformed faith, something called covenant theology. Covenant theology or replacement theology. And if you read, you know, I've read their books before. A friend of mine, you know, it's like, okay, they, Okay, I see where, although I don't agree with them, I see where they're coming from. Because think about the word replacement and covenant. Israel was given this responsibility. God said, if you do this, obey me, follow me, I will keep this covenant with you. And Israel did not fulfill her end of the bargain at all. (laughs) So God says, you broke the covenant that I had with you, therefore, I no longer have a covenant re- with you. And the church now today has replaced Israel, replacement theology, grafted in. So now the promises are really spiritual promises given to the church. Now, some of that's true because Paul says we have been grafted in. A believing Jew and a, and a Christian are, are no different. We're part, we're part of that family. But based on scripture, again, if you, if you were to weigh the scriptures, and I know our elders here, myself, I can't grasp that uh, concept for a couple different reasons. Number one, Jeremiah, and I could read, I had about eight verses, but it would take a lot of time. But here's just one of them, Jeremiah 31. 35 through 37. This is what the Lord says. He who appoints the sun to shine by day and who decrees the moon and the stars to shine by night. That's pretty powerful. Maybe that's a good word for some of you this morning. You're worried about something that you don't have to worry about. God's got this. He holds the stars in place. Hello? He put the sun 93 93 million miles away and he controlled that. That just, if I get a headache, if I think too much about it, like the greatness of God, that word awesome is actually used to describe God. So that God, the Lord Almighty, is his name, in case you forgot, only if these decrees vanish from my sight, everything he just decreed, in other words, if the sun no longer shines and and all these things no longer do what I told them to do, then Israel will cease being a nation before me. In other words, it's not going to happen. And one of the things I read this morning, I, I hopped up here and wrote it down, is I'm reading Nehemiah. And Nehemiah, they lost the land. I mean, they were overcome by, by their enemies. And, and I think it was in Haggai or Zechariah, I forgot to, Zechariah forgot to write down. God said, I am still zealous for Jerusalem. Still? And then he goes on to say, who touches you touches the apple of my eye. Still? After they were overtaken by their enemies and they walked away from you? And there's a verse 
that I can't dismiss. Whoever blesses Israel, (laughs) I will bless. Whoever curses Israel, I will curse. Now, we could get really down a rabbit trail, and I know some of you have more than me, of what happens when we begin to take land from Israel. If you go back to George Bush Sr., and when they start to take land from, I mean, everything's from hurricanes to this. It's like coincidence? Mm, mm, I don't know. I like, I, I like to believe that verse. Because it doesn't say whoever blesses Israel, I will bless. Whoever curses Israel, I will curse. As long as they keep all my commandments perfectly and live in harmony. It doesn't, it's just, it's just, that's what you have to do with scripture. You have to be careful that when you eliminate things. Uh, like those who they call um, sensationists, sensationists who say that the gifts, the miraculous gifts of the Holy Spirit no longer function today. Are you sure? I mean, that's, that, that's pretty. So we needed them for the first hundred years, the second hundred years. The, we needed them for 300 years. But when the Council of Nicaea canonized the scripture, now we have the Bible. Now we don't need them. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. I'm not prepared to make those kind of judgments. I'm just a simple country preacher. And the Bible says things that are, that are pretty clear. But on the replacement theology side, Sam Storms, he emailed, I emailed him. He said I could quote him. He said, which he, he would, he actually, he loves the nation of Israel. He believes that, uh, we are to protect them and the, but he doesn't see them still being part of God's plan because the church has been grafted in. He said many prefer the term fulfillment theology. Believing Gentiles do not replace believing Jews. Both are one new man who share equally in the covenant promises. In other words, believing Gentiles have been grafted into the olive tree of Israel to share with believing Jews in the fulfillment of the promises. And I agree with that, every word of that. But I would say that God appears to still have a plan with Israel. From 1948 to, well, we didn't, we talked about 1948. Did you know that they, uh, the, the, all these Arab nations went against them in 66 and 73? I mean, it's like the, what that, the six day war? I mean, all these nations come against Israel still comes out. Could it be that God is fighting for them? I mean, you just look at all that. This tiny little size of New Jersey, all these nations surrounded by people who want to kill you. And it's, it's another reason I know it's their land is because somebody about 2000 years ago died on a cross, went to a temple, even though it was under Roman occupation, Jesus, listen to him talk. It's, 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 it's at, it's at the land that Abraham promised the Jews give to Caesar what's due Caesar and to God, the things that God, it was their land. And the word Palestine comes from the word Philistine. And when they came into that area, they gave them some of that land just as a concession, thinking they could all dwell together in harmony. Now, did Israel handle a lot of things well? No, not everything. That's an unbelieving, God-rejecting nation still. It's not messianic. Do you understand that? They are still waiting for their Messiah. And a lot of them will die in their sins. Uh, for example, Ben Shapiro is not in a good spot, spiritually speaking, whatsoever. Yes, I hope people send this to him. That's okay. His comments about Jesus are appalling. Dennis Prager. 
not in a good spot. Spiritually, they reject Jesus Christ. Sam Storm continues. He says, I want to use, give you an illustration. Does the butterfly replace the caterpillar? No, the butterfly is the organic consummation of the caterpillar, just as the church is the spiritual fulfillment of believing remnant Israel. And there he gives some scriptures there. So he would believe that God no longer has a plan. And others, other, repl- other people I respect, I love, I see where they're coming from. I really do. But we look at, I just, I just, what I do is when you weigh the scriptures, everything I just read about apple of God's eye, um, um, zealous for Jerusalem, I will not forsake them. Uh, even if, you know, my decrees would have to vanish before Israel vanishes as a nation, brings them back in 1948, the consistency. If you weigh those, to me, that has, they have a lot more weight than the scriptures on the replacement theology side. It just, it just seems to be a lot more weight. Plus, um, a lot of people don't know this, but when, if you, if you research replacement theology, um, covenant theology, and you go back to the Reformation with uh, Martin Luther, 1517. He was very anti-Semitic. I don't know if you knew that or not. Anti-Semitism, Semitic is the language of the Arab, Arab and Jewish area, the nation, the people. And so if you're anti-Semitic, it's become, anti-Semitism has become to mean against the Jews. And he actually wrote so strongly against them that, that uh, Adolf Hitler uh, used uh, some of his writings. And so his reason was that he just had, he hated them because they killed Jesus, not understanding that God allowed it. The Romans actually were involved as well. And my point is, though, when you go back and you look at Reformation history, Martin Luther, Eurek Zwingli in Switzerland, read some of his writings, or John Calvin in Geneva, uh, or um, John Knox in Scotland, and you read a lot of what they came out of reading Whitecliffe and Tyndale and John Huss, and then you see a lot of them were basing it off Israel being gone. There was no nation of Israel back then. It was, the Jews were everywhere. Bulgaria, Bolivia, China, and like, oh, obviously they're gone. But then in 1948, when now, hey, Israel's now a nation again, and all the Jews are coming back to the homeland. It's like, oh, hmm. So one good thing about waiting or being, you know, living where we do is we can see things even better. And I guarantee in 20 years from now, some of us might be changing our theological positions again on things that, not essentials, but things that we're waiting on that we think maybe the rapture or not the rapture or where China will be or Iran's role or Ezekiel 38, this big army from Magog and Gog, and, and we'll, we'll have a better eyesight, spiritually speaking, even even then on the things that are non-essential. I think we can all agree on that, I hope. In short, what is happening? Kingdoms are colliding. Kingdoms are colliding. How the left in our country say that speaking truthful words are violent, yet they say nothing about decapitating babies. They are demonically inspired, period. I said it. Hello. Tweet it out if you want. Think about it. This this is, it's like mind-blowing times a thousand. I'm called a hater. Uh, fascist, what, I don't know what that is. Uh, uh, m- m- you name it, white, wing, hating, fear mongering. You hate homosexuality. You hate- no, I'm just telling you what God's word says. So my my words, my words are hate. 
but these people can chop off babies' heads and rape women and kill them and set them on fire, and, and it's okay, we're pro-Palestinian. Give me a break. Give if, if I wasn't a pastor and I could curse right now, I would. I know you might not be able to believe that, and so could some of you, right? That still wells up, doesn't it? Some mm, righteous indignation. I'd love for some of you to see Jesus turn over that money changer. I, boy, I bet he was fuming. I mean, it's just like, this is, this is wrong. And silence speaks volumes. Cowards say nothing. Words carry weight. And it's time that, that, that we say what is true. They're called, really, love speech is hate speech, according to so many. So I won't get into all the details um, of, of what happened in, in just this recent last week because we really don't we don't know. Um, was there a cyber attack? Uh, I know Jack Hibbs talked about that um, in one of his messages that, that Iran and uh, China there was a cyber attack on their equipment. Um, I don't know about that. I haven't seen anything on that. I've heard conspiracy theories that Israel allowed this to happen to give them an excuse to go into Hamas. I, for one, cannot believe that uh, whatsoever. What it looks like is there was an intelligence failure. They were caught off guard because you can get, you can rest on your lulls. You can get a little sleepy, even though their security system was the best in the world. I mean, they can detect a cat outside the, the fence. But the same thing that happened with 9-11 is, you know, they had chunks of information throughout. FBI had something, this, this local official had something, and they never connected the dots. And so it, it appears, again, time will tell what, what the truth is, but it appears that they were completely just caught off guard. How that happened, I don't know. It doesn't make a lot of sense. It really doesn't. But I'm not going to say things that aren't true that I don't know for certain. And we do know that Iran is a satanic puppet master. Do, do you, do, are you, do you know who funds, who gives Hezbollah, Hezbollah and Hamas, who gives them the money? Any idea? I heard somebody say U.S. Well, technically you're right, right? <laughs> Did you see the Babylon Bee this week? It said White House denies that the $6 billion unfrozen matches exactly $6 billion in missiles fired. I mean, come on. We unfreeze six billion dollars to Iran as a, as a as a financial sanction, and then all hell breaks loose. And one of the worst things I've ever seen in my lifetime. What it's it's embarrassing. I'm so ashamed, and I'm still upset. Is what Biden did in Afghanistan. I'm just telling you the truth. And if this upsets people when we go down to one service, that's okay. One service is easier for me. But that's the truth. You leave, you leave 95 billion in military equipment there. You, what, what hurts me most is you pull out and you know, you don't hear about the hundreds, hundreds that were slaughtered. The translators, the communicators that would work with the United States and communicate, just, tra- they're just a translator. ISIS would wipe out their family. I heard David Barton talk about this with Glenn Beck. They had airplanes were going to leave Afghanistan, and the State Department redirected them back, would not allow them into our country. We are evil at the core. When you vote, you better really look at who you vote for. You better really consider. Because we're, we're, voting, we're voting for policy. We're voting for policy. 
Okay, not people. Not people. Mickey Mouse can run for office, but if he's going to protect the unborn and he's going to secure the borders, hey, I ran here. He's going to deal. He's going to deal tough. He's going to deal. He's going to. He's going to protect and appoint people in positions of leadership that love God. And he's hey, hey, we're going for policy, folks. Not people. Got to wake up. We got to wake up and find out and see where this is all leading. So anyway, a lot of the weapons are, I, I think you're going to find too is came from Afghanistan. Some of the, some of the, can you believe that the actual things we left there terrorists are using against not only Israel but by the way not only do they want to wipe Israel off the face of the map did I already tell you this for sake I know I told first service but if you're a Christian you're a Christian they want to wipe you off the face of the map I don't know if you ever follow um Pat, uh, Patrick Bet David, his podcast. Um, some people I listen to on there, some I can't because they cuss and stuff sometimes, but sometimes it's just really good conversation. One he had with Charlie Kirk and another one, but they had Muslims and Christians and the Muslims actually said, yes, it's okay to kill you for what you believe. On his podcast. Not right there. It wouldn't be because you have to go through the courts and stuff. <laughs> It's so funny, those who struggle, or that said the homosexual agenda, you're so mad at me, go, go try this in Iran. They kill you. They will kill you. I love you, I'll just tell you the truth. They will kill you. Hello? My goodness. We have been drinking woke Kool-Aid for too long. I'm, let me see if I'm in YouTube jail again after this one. No, we're still good. So we don't know. We know Iran's satanic puppet masters. Uh, we know the prophecy as time goes on, things will become more clear on what's going on. What's the big thing right now that you're hearing um, a lot of people talk about is Ezekiel 38. I think we have that. And so God is prophesying, say, son of man, prophesy and say to Gog, which is uh, Magog, Gog. And if you look at the, we'd have to put the map up. I don't have time. But you go into the Russia area, those people north of them. Uh, China's way north. Russia's north. Thus says the Lord God, on that day when my people Israel dwell safely, will you not know it? Then you will come from your place out of the far north, you and many peoples with you, all of them riding horses, a great company and a mighty army. You will come up against my people Israel like a cloud to cover the land. It will be in the latter days that I will bring you against my land so that the nations may know me when I am hollowed in your name, O Gog, before their eyes. And you can read Ezekiel 38, and there's this big battle. Uh, people try to say it already happened. I don't, that's kind of tough. To, to fathom it, and it appears that all at some point all the groups are going to get going to be against Israel. Hmm. Pretty interesting, right? And then I'm going to get to Revelation nine, hopefully in a few weeks. It says this: God says, "Release the angels who are bound bound at the great rivers Euphrates." Anybody aware that Euphrates has been drying up? You've been watching those videos. Just saying, <laughs> golly, it's a, for people to not believe the Bible. It's just so incredible. I mean, it's like they're just stuck on stupid. 
Well, let me say that that could have been flesh. Russell, you're here. That could have been my flesh preaching again. So let me let me say, let me see. The, the humble, broken pastor would say they're just not. They're just they're just blinded by the by the enemy, and we just pray that those blinders will come off someday. You've been listening to Regaining Lost Ground with Pastor Shane Eidelman. You can find more information at westsidechristianfellowship.org. That's westsidechristianfellowship.org. And for all the latest on what God is doing with His ministry here, please be sure to follow us on most social media platforms. Westside Christian Fellowship is located 60 miles north of Los Angeles in Leona Valley, California. Thank you again for listening to today's message of Regaining Lost Ground, where we are reminded daily, times change, truth does not. Regaining Lost Ground is sponsored by the generous supporters of the ministries of Westside Christian Fellowship. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.